This episode is brought to you by The Pink Rose. The Pink Rose offers beautiful handmade jewelry, handmade beauty products such as lip oils, and modest clothing. You're already beautiful and we're just trying to add to it. If you're looking for a statement piece for your next date or something to add a pop to your wardrobe, The Pink Rose has it all. It's not just a boutique. They give back to the community through their Rosebuds program, offering mentorship and jewelry lessons to girls in the community, and 10% of each purchase goes to a monthly women's-based charity. So head over to www.shopthepinkrose.com and use the code those other girls tend to get 10% off your next purchase. Can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? <laughs> well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory. I'm Victoria. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Well, it's Saturday. Happy weekend, everyone. And you know what that means? Weekly recap time. These are your top stories that we believe you need to know in order to be an informed Christian conservative man or woman. Yes. Um, discriminate go ahead don't discriminate <laughs> our first well first off uh what's new with you what have what's your one big thing that happened this week my one big thing that happened this week oh i got to hear clarence henderson speak at the cmrw which stands for charlotte mecklenburg republican women's club um we meet on wednesdays and i'm the member chair Anyway, I got to hear Clarence Henderson, who was one of the Greensboro Five that actually um, sat, stayed seated at a, um, a lunch counter. Yeah. Yeah. In Greensboro, which is where Victoria's living now. Yeah. And I'm good. My, we're good friends with uh, Clarence. Love him to death. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I got to hear him speak, which it was my first time hearing him speak in person. And it was really cool. And I got to talk to him. And he's a great great man and that was just a really cool experience for me what was yours victoria um i have now pretty much finished all the series i want to watch and i've started watching the marvel movies in chronological order because i have nothing else to watch nice nice wait what was name two of the series you finished up uh i finished bridgerton big bang theory young sheldon <sighs> um i've watched big little lies that was really good i hear that uh good. the morning show which was so good that's on apple oh. tv um because I, I i just can't work without having something on in the background yeah i'm the exact same way i mean that's why I watch a bunch of like, I just started watching, I had never heard of this guy, Anthony Padilla. I don't know if you have heard of him or he used to be, I was never into like 
the goofy YouTube. I know that was super popular. Like I didn't know who Shane Dawson was until like last year. I didn't know who Cody Co was until like last year, two years ago. I just now got into all that stuff. Well, Anthony Padilla does a show where he like interviews people that are like in different subcultures and he asks them different questions. So I have just been like obsessing over that. Like he has one where I, it's called like I spend a day with. So he had one, I spend a day with someone with schizophrenia. I spend a day with someone with ADHD. I spend a day with someone who is a hypochondriac. I spend a day with someone with DID. So then from that, I have been like watching this girl's YouTube channel that has DID and it is so interesting. That's awesome. I'm definitely check that out. Um, yeah, I put all that information in the bio and on social media if you guys are interested. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, well, all our right. first story this week, um, Alex Clark on Poplitics did a story of the five types of conservative girls. And we're going to talk about which ones are we. So uh, you, the five types are you're the country cutie. You own all the cowboy boots. You have a flannel collection. Uh, you are in love with uh, George W. Bush. And your top two issues are Second Amendment right and Second Amendment rights. <laughs> you didn't go into the MAGA Fox. There was everything pre, everything that was in your mind's dated pre-Trump and after Trump. Um. You have the American flag bathing suits. You have a Trump hat that matches everything you own. Um, am I missing anything on that? No, you just love Trump. You probably wear Trump you stuff all the into, time. Yeah, you came into the Republican Party because you're Trump or Trump yeah. fan. The clothes um, are probably a little bit shorter. And then you go into the evangelical traditional conservative. Um, your number one issue is pro-life. Uh, <laughs> you vote for pro-life. You vote on based on your Christian values. Um, your parents didn't let you watch a lot of shows, and you were. Cons- uh, you got um, you felt guilty when you'd watch shows you weren't allowed to watch at your friend's house, and the uh, only music you listened to was worship music. I and wonder then, who that is. I wonder who that is. And then you get into the intellectual cutie. You uh, <laughs> you love reading books. You love getting all the information you can. Uh, you read a lot of uh, presidential biographies. You know all mm-hmm. the um what's going on for like foreign policy you do your research to make sure you have talking points to defeat the democrats and get the republican information out and then you have the future politician who you love pearls and suits and um <laughs> you are well known when you go to like j crew or one of those like business casual type places you already have your platform written out you have your walk-up song ready to go you practice your speeches looking in the uh, mirror and um yeah you already know what uh you're running on so those are the five types of conservative girls um alex is way better than what i just did summary definitely recommend go check it out on politics but um mouth if i had a guess i would uh, say you were the evangelical traditional conservative would be the type of conservative girl you are yes um that is spot on 
and I hadn't seen that episode yet. And then my friend tagged me and said, okay, so you are three and five. Um, and then I was like, let me see what she's talking about. And I listened to it. And I was like, oh, wow. Everything Alex said described me. Um, except I think she said something about getting married at 19. I did not do oh, that. Oh, yes, that or you're about yeah. to get married. Yeah, I did not do that. But I promise you I would have if I had the opportunity as a young 18, 19 year old. Um, so yeah, like everything on that described me. I would feel guilty. So the, okay, so you guys know, and I we've talked about it in the past extensively. I was a big Pretty Little Liars fan. Well, fun fact: at the beginning, I was not allowed to watch it because at my church they would do like, "This is what your kids should not be watching," and they said that Allie was a ghost. Well, they didn't really watch the show because Allie was not a ghost, and there were so many other things they should have been talking about that were probably not good for me to be watching in high school. Anyway, um, because of that, and then my parents were like, "No, you probably shouldn't be watching this." So I would like sneak and watch it. I'd go to friends' houses or like. I'd watch it like on my laptop or like I'd watch it at school, uh, log into our, I think we had Dish or DirecTV, whichever one it was back then. (laughs) Um, And I would feel a little guilty. I don't feel guilty now, but I would when I was younger feel a little guilty. But yeah, I'm definitely that when she was described and she said number one issue is pro-life. I was like, oh, that's me. Everything. Oh, that's me. Oh yeah, that's me too. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Yeah, and- I watched it. And I'm like, oh, that's totally Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> and then with number five, the pearls thing, I was literally like two weeks, three weeks ago, I guess now, when we went to South Carolina um for the heartbeat bill, which was passed. Yay! Um, when we went up there, I was wearing um a pearl necklace that my dad got me for my 21st birthday, and I was like, you know what? I- and I told my friend Brooke, and I was like, you know what? I, I want to be known as a girl that wears the pearls. I think I'm going to wear, whenever I go to political stuff, I'm going to wear this necklace. And she's like, yeah, go for it. And when I was in DC, they were fake pearls that they gave us, but I was the only one who wore it every single time. And I was like, I, I want to be that girl. So well, I just thought that was funny. Did you see how like the left was like, apparently Kamala wears pearls and that a lot of women were like, I'm like, I've never seen her. Wear yeah. Pearls, I've never seen off. her. Wear pearls. She's not known for her pearls. She's known for no. her chucks. Furthermore, Barbara Bush is the person that's known for pearls. So yeah. don't take that away from Barbara Bush. Yeah. I, that I've never, that was weird to me. I've never seen that, but Mallory I was wearing pearls. To be known. Yeah. Everyone's a pair of pearls for Kamala. And I'm like, she wore them like once maybe i like yeah. i don't like remember that ever being her signature move is she she's an aka maybe that's why yeah that's their thing pearls okay. are their thing but it was like maybe that's just, why maybe but like i've never like that's not that wasn't my first thought when i think Mm-mm. of kamala harris if i had to think of a fashion thing i'll also too i will say this i personally no shade to anyone but i hate hate is a very strong word but that's how i feel suits i cannot stand pantsuits i you really? will not you will not catch me in dress pants okay unless well, it's I, like absolutely required see i just don't think you found the right one yet like you I, have oh god no. cute colors like i have this really cute um like pale pink like breast cancer pink suit like a power suit like okay, you just sounds, haven't just, yeah you just like don't don't think of your traditional. I think of Hillary. 
Yeah, don't. Well, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I just that's not. No, 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 no. That's no, embarrassing. No. You like, just, just like mm. there's like way to like make it cute and not like Hillary Clinton. I do I, joke. I have a pair of blue pants. I call my Hillary Clinton blue pants. Oh my gosh! I honestly, when I think of so, when I think I hate pantsuits, I think of her in that blue suit and doing that wave. Yes, that was the color like, of my pants. Oh gosh, no judgment, but I I will do everything in my powers to wear a skirt. Like I in uh, dresses. Honestly, I have tons of dresses. I don't I don't own a pair of dress pants. Let me think. See, I just like yeah, I a cute a like. Like you can wear like a pastel suit, like a pastel color suit. Like I think those are really cute, really trendy right now. They're not boring. Um, or like a navy suit, and then you put in like a pastel color underneath. Like you could really make it like cute and fashionable. I'll take your word for it, um, but I probably just won't be participating in that aspect of politics because <laughs> I that's the other thing too. I notice a lot of women are they're doing the pantsuit thing, and I'm just like, mm. well, I mean, we get we have to do a little bit better. Like we need to style our pantsuit looks. Yeah, like that's yeah. how you make it cute and fashionable. Like, come on, my my rule of thumb: what would Kate Middleton wear? <laughs> that's my role for them when someone she goes what do style when someone tells me what do i worry about this political event i go what would kate middleton wear when in doubt what would kate middleton wear yeah for real i i like her style and i like um oh, who else i don't remember it was this lady she was like she's a republican and she's latina and she wears like bright suits i don't remember her name she's not like as quote unquote famous but I just remember seeing her at a press conference being like she's the one that's how I want to be bright yeah. like she wears bright dresses and like bright jackets like I like mm-hmm. that I well pre-pandemic like neon suits was starting to become a thing like doing not like a not neon but like brightly colored suits like a bright pink yeah suit. I like, like yeah that I like that I like. like even the, like what would Ivanka Trump wear like yeah oh actually yeah that would be i would say ivanka just because she was i feel like she was more in the spotlight melania though i mean and the only outfit i did not like was i think it was his 2020 campaign kickoff and she wore this like neon yellow dress i'm like i just did not like it yeah sorry one second okay my net did you hear my netflix started playing no okay good um well it was just a a trailer for that new show i care a lot oh i got an education about that yeah it's that girl from uh, gone girl so obviously i'm gonna see it um but the trailer played my grandma just texted me she goes i went to a republican meeting last night yay good for her oh this is the first time she's ever gone to anything like this like first time she's ever done anything political oh that's so exciting yeah well at our meeting um at one of the meetings I was at I went to like 16 past couple weeks um someone was saying how like at the precinct meeting more than half of the people there it was their very first time going to a precinct meeting we had at our last GOP meeting I think 35 new people first time people that's yeah I know I checked them all in (laughs) that's good and we had some new people at um our CMRW meeting too we i'm just glad that everybody is getting involved people are like getting off the internet and saying hey let's go and like do something 
Yeah, like our YR event, I think we had a, like 15, 20 people show up. Wow, that's mm-hmm. really good. That is really good. But okay, so back to, topic. yeah, Five back to the topic. conservative. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, like when I first heard number four, which is the intellectual, I thought of Victoria. Victoria reads books, like 500 word page books for funsies 500 word page i mean well 500 page books for funsies which is fine it's it'll be about like george washington's dog and things like <sighs> no, that it's no no just... no i'm reading a book right now that's <laughs> the history of the political parties in the united states and it's literally the same stuff that we're going through today. We went through when this country was founded. Nothing new. She is an intellectual. She is so smart. And I was like, oh, that's Victoria. 110%. Yeah, I like learning. I'm also reading Lady Bird Johnson's biography. No, that's good. Uh, I wish I, I need to read more. I've been trying to finish. I. I like Megan Kelly personally, and I've been trying to finish her biography autobiography for like a month almost. It's good. I just haven't gotten a chance to like sit down and finish it. And yeah, I, we have a lot going on. Yeah, just in life in general. But yeah, yeah. so you guys um, check that Instagram out or that. And we'll uh, reshare it. Yeah, we'll reshare yeah. it. We'll we'll share it. All right, second story. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina has become a tent city. Well, they've been a tent city. And now let me just explain it to you guys real quick. So residents of Tent City in Charlotte, North Carolina, began packing their belongings the other day after Mecklenburg County's health officials filed an order for the encampment to be cleaned up. So this is what's happened. 11 months after the first tents went up at the corner of College and 12th Streets, the encampment has sprawled. Health officials say there's a rat infestation that could lead to the spread of disease. Um, They said they'd love to give more time, says County Health Director Gibby Harris. But if I had my way, we would make a change to 24 hours. It's not safe for people to be living in this environment. So what's next? The county says it's had enough beds for each person who wants one. Many of the current residents are worried about going to a shelter during COVID-19. And if you're in Charlotte, here are several nonprofit organizations that are helping um, with the move of these the homeless population, uh, Roof Above and Block Love Charlotte. So, Mal, you live in Charlotte. I was not brought up, like, aware of this issue until this week. Like, what what's going on down there? Well, so it's actually really, really sad. And I've driven past there a couple of times, and I have um, friends that, have donated and actually at the time of recording this my brother and his girlfriend are um helping something I don't know what specifically they're doing to volunteer but they're volunteering um with that community and essentially right at the beginning of the pandemic people just started putting up tents in a random like grassy lot area in Charlotte. And so I also want to talk about like, okay, so when I went up to New Jersey, everybody would always say, what's your town? And I'd be like, town, I live in Charlotte. Like, I don't get it. Like, because the way Charlotte is made up, Charlotte is a city, but there's the city of Charlotte, like the 
which is uptown i think when people think of city of charlotte they think of uptown yeah. which has like the i we don't even have skyscrapers but we have tall buildings like bank of america's there the really bougie fancy apartments are there like all the stadiums all the stadiums are there we have a baseball stadium a basketball stadium and a football arena so all that and hockey is up there somewhere too all of that is in charlotte in uptown charlotte um honestly like uptown charlotte i didn't grow up in uptown Charlotte. i grew up further back in the suburbs but when i lately when i go into uptown Charlotte, because i have friends that live there and like i might grab lunch with them or something or like and my church is up there it's like a different city like even the restaurants are different like the restaurants have a more for lack of a better word like seattle type vibe to it whereas when you come out to where i live it is the suburbs and it's things are not as close it's definitely not as many young people um <laughs> like people my age live in uptown and anyway that's a whole nother conversation if anybody wants to sponsor me as just a human let me know um and then um so yeah so when I talk about Charlotte I'll just split it up into like uptown Charlotte and the suburban Charlotte and so where everything is happening is pretty much um, on the outskirts of Uptown Charlotte, I guess is how I could explain it the best. And that is where a lot of the crime happens. Because once again, when you think of Charlotte, you think of like a big city. And that's where like most of the crime is concentrated. Um, yeah, that's where the RNC was going to be like around that area. Um, that's where we have a major bus port. Um, our mm-hmm. bus transportation system comes there. Our airport is not necessarily near there, but no, uh, we do not. have a, we do have an airport in Charlotte, though. Um, so anyway, so what happened was right at the beginning of the pandemic, a bunch of people just set up tents, and we have never done that in Charlotte. That's not that's something that I in our at least to me, not to be like bougie or anything, but like in my head, I'm like, oh, that's what those other cities have. Like, no, like we do a good job taking care of the vulnerable in our city. Like we have good infrastructure for that. But well, I will also, I want to cut in real quick. Like, yeah. yes, you do. But I didn't even not even think about this until this came up. No one's talked about, okay, like when COVID-19 hit, everyone said, stay at home, stay at home. What do homeless people do? They don't have a home. Yeah. Yeah. They're scared to go to these shelters. They're scared of getting sick. And so that's why this tent concentration has happened. And it's like, yes, you guys do have the infrastructure. Like, don't like dismiss it too quickly. Like pat yourself on the back. Like Charlotte does have good infrastructure. Like, believe me, I've like volunteered homeless shelters, but I never know. Like, I didn't even think about this until this week. And I feel awful. Like, didn't even think about like how are these this population stays staying safe right now well i will say so after i'll say i'm guesstimating i could be completely wrong after maybe like one or two months of tent city coming and like being a thing because i think at first people were like oh it's just people need a place to stay for a little bit we'll figure it out there's homeless shelters this this and that and like i know that um, without giving too much information of um, like what my mom's work does but I know that like at the beginning they were trying to her church has a, a shelter and they were working out like logistics about um, because some of some shelters not just there but some shelters are only shelters for at night so like if someone is out during the day um, 
what were they doing? What are they bringing back? How do you regulate that? How do you regulate the volunteers? Because a lot of people that work at shelters, so shelters mm. have to have 24 hour people. There has to be someone there 24 hours. So people that work at shelters, they have other jobs. They have other, and nine times out of 10 is not paid. So they have other things. It's a lot of volunteers. It's a lot of volunteers. So you have to keep them safe as well, but you also have to keep those that live there safe. And um, so it's just, it was a lot of moving parts. And I know after about a month or so, churches started coming and like I mean every time I've driven past there I see like people from churches so I will give credit to that they'll people bring um water sandwiches blankets I know my mom's church um they went out and brought blankets I know them specifically I know I have a friend she um her I don't really know what specifically but it was like an event or something that happened and she had leftover food. So she just told her husband like, Hey, just drop it off over there. Like people have been giving. So like that, I really like and appreciate. But what I started thinking about, especially cause it's been cold in Charlotte. Now we haven't had what's going on in Texas and we're praying for all of our um, fellow other girls out in Texas, but it's been cold here in Charlotte. Also too, it's been raining mm, and like yep. nothing is worse than being outside in the cold rain. So I have been thinking about like, what, how does this work? And I know at one point they offered them hotel rooms um, and only a small percentage went to the hotel room. So I remember Why is that? Like, I don't know, but I'm guessing because they knew that it would be, it wouldn't be permanent. So yeah. it's like they could lose their spot. This is what I'm thinking. Maybe they were like, well, if I go, really, they're probably only going to let us stay there for five days. And then I'm just going to come right back out here. And then if I come right back out here, my spot is gone. That's what I'm assuming. I don't that know. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, and I know that a lot of people in those situations, a lot of the reason why they're in the situation is mental health reasons is because like the reality is like, why would you, or like, they're really down on their luck in the sense of like, I, I don't think I personally would ever become homeless because I, I at least in this area, because I know people I could stay with. So like, I feel like the fact to get to that point where you have to live outside in the cold means you were literally at your lowest. Like if something happened, my parents are like, get out of my house. I have one or two friends. I can be like, can I just stay here for a couple of days? Like, I can't imagine like being, not having all those resources. So that's yeah. what I'm, I'm assuming these people don't have a lot of resources. I'm assuming there's mental health issues because I mean, there are shelters. Shelters are open. At the beginning, all of the shelters, I'm pretty sure, were closed. There are shelters that are back open. So, you know, if they really, really, really wanted a place to stay, they could. But that's, once again, that's difficult because of COVID. Also, to shelters for women, unless they're specifically women's shelters, which, you know, we should do an episode. I really wanted to do an episode on the Equality Act in general because that women's shelters are now going to stop being a safe space because of... um Really? Yeah, they're trying to uh, allow anyone who identifies as a woman to come stay in a woman's shelter, which theoretically, yeah, I guess, but some of these women are leaving terrible situations and like, especially, you know, if I, I don't want to sound insensitive because I really do want everyone to feel safe and loved, but I don't think it is fair for someone who presents as a man 
even if he is trying to dress up and do the things that would make him well is there option is there a lot of options for like lgbtq shelters like i know that's one i'm sure that's because that's a big issue with homelessness it's a lot of like that type of stuff too like that's an issue too it is a population within the homeless shelter within the homeless community being like lgbtq not being accepted by their friends and family so they absolutely absolutely um well the thing is like those shelters are few and far between like that's the reality like if there's 10 shelters four for women four for men and then one is for lgbtq members and so I would understand if someone would want to go into a woman's shelter if that's what they but at the same time it's not fair to biological women who could feel unsafe who might have kids because some women's shelters allow you to bring your kids who would feel unsafe who have kids who it, it just it brings in so many other extra factors so there does need to be something done but anyway that's a whole nother episode yeah let's get someone on we'll wrap this part up but let's try to find someone to talk about how covid has impacted impacted the homeless I know um, population the person to talk to. Yep. Yeah, I can. Let's try to get them on, and then maybe we could look at doing like a fundraise, like a our next one of our donations. Yeah. yeah, one of our donations will be towards um helping those who are being impacted by uh, helping the homeless community that's being impacted by COVID. Yeah, I definitely would like to do that because I mean that was one of the things. So the reason why they. So the whole reason why this is a big thing now is because they have been infested with rats. Somehow rats got into the community and somehow someone reported it. And because of that, now it's a health mm-hmm. hazard. So they asked them, they gave them 48 hours to evacuate. So they had to figure out what they were going to do in 48 hours. And um, people came, I believe it was people from the city came with buses to give them hotels. Mm. And it sounds like it's like, yeah, here's hotels. We're going to get rid of the rats and then you guys can come back, which I don't, I don't know. And part of the reason why I want to talk about this because I don't know what the right response to do. I don't think the government should be super involved, but at the same time, I think, well, this is where be it- taxed, this is where I want my tax money to go to. Yeah, this is where it's okay. In my opinion, this is where it's okay for government involvement and stuff like this. I do. Like, I agree. Like, if I'm going to be taxed, I want my money to go to help this situation because I don't know what to do. I do think, though, I what I loved and I want to commend Charlotte. Charlotte is in the Bible Belt. Someone told me it wasn't the Bible Belt. Charlotte is definitely the Bible. There is a church of some denomination on every corner. (laughs) Like, across the street from where I live is a church. And then on the other side, like, on the same street as me is another church. Like, it's... Anyway, so I really commend Charlotte. Like like I said, every time I've driven past there for just various reasons, there's some church doing something. So like, I do think it's really important for churches and community groups. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a church. I think it should be the church, but it could be any other type of community group. I know there's tons of um, nonprofits out there. I think that's where we come in and step in. But to get the funding for that, we would have to go, the best way to get the funding for that, or not even the best way, a way to get the funding through that would be from governmental assistance. So I think that like, this is what to do. But then the next part is, I mean, we can't make people not live outside if they don't want it's to. It's their not. decision. It's their decision. Even my thing is though, like it's too cold for, and I'm going to talk about women because I, 
I love women. I am a woman. I care about women. Men and women are different. I really don't think, especially women, I do not think it is safe. I do not think it is healthy for them to just be outside. So in my head, I'm like, whatever, get them a house, get them a hotel, figure out they cannot be outside. But that's not my role. That's not the government's role. Like if they want to be outside, they want to be outside. So it's just, it's such a tough situation because also too, there, it was a big thing because the people who owned the property that they were on sued the government because they felt like the government needed to get them off of their property because the property value of their area went down. So that was the whole another aspect, which it was true like that. I didn't, it, it did, it did go down. Um, now, at the end of the day, once again, like these are people, these are vulnerable people, which the Bible talks about. These are people we should be helping the vulnerable and the hurt. So um, I don't know, like, I don't know what the, what we can do in my head. I'm like, and if someone has mental health issues, I'm like, we got to get them their medicine so they can take care of themselves so they can be productive members of society so they can feel better. I'm sure it does not feel good to be outside. I'm sure self-esteem, there has to be something self-esteem wise, every, especially the men, everybody wants to be able to take care of themselves. So I'm like, let's just, do they need haircuts? Do they need, um new clothes and they need help with their resume like some anything like what do we do I just don't know where to start um or like how really to fix it so that's why I kind of want to talk about like what do you guys think do you think like the government should just step in and like give everybody a hotel room and like help them move on to the next aspect of their life do you think the government should just get rid of the rats and then call it a day and be like y'all do whatever y'all want what role do you think the church plays into this because I do think the church should be doing a a a good job and they are like I from what I've seen from the outside looking in I don't know like like I said there's always someone there there could be those people could just be there doing a photo shoot and then leaving um but from the outside looking in it looks like people are actually helping it's like that is great so is that the church's role should the church do even more should the church be the ones letting them stay in because there are some churches that own like property um like I know my parents' church used to own apartments and like houses and they would out to people. Yeah. Oh, that I'll say this really quick. That church um really does a lot for the community. I never like I remember one of my friends, my actually my ex-boyfriend, my second boyfriend that I ever had, he was not a Christian. Y'all don't ever do this. This is a terrible thing to do. Anyway, he was not a Christian. And he was telling me about how churches were evil and they take your money and how the path of the dot. And I literally have never had that experience. The church I went to, like growing up, they did a lot for the community. It was a hundred percent a community effort. Like they like I just I've never now that I'm older, I see how churches can take funds and misappropriate them. But like growing up, I just, that was a foreign concept to me, especially because my mom was slash still is the missions director. So I saw like the missions work that they did in the community abroad. Like I saw how all of that worked and I just, you know, like that just wasn't, I didn't understand like what churches are, are supposed to help people. What do you mean? But anyway, um, so like, I, is it the church's responsibility to give them the house? Like what, what do you guys think? You can leave it in the comments. You can, I don't know, tell all your friends, discuss it in our Facebook group. Join a Facebook group, but let's, let's maybe come up with some solutions. What can we do possibly? I don't know. But yeah. So that's that next story. All right, our next story, and I guess we mentioned this before, 
everyone in Texas, like, we're praying for you. We're thinking about you. I did see that the snow is finally starting to melt. It seems like power is starting to come back on. But kind of what we want to talk about, it's the, and this is, this is really sickening for me. It's how the Democrats are making what's going on in Texas a political issue. Instead of trying to, like, find solutions to help. Like, they're just pointing fingers. It's like, it's those Republicans over there don't know how to do anything. This is why we need the Green New Deal and all this stuff. But um, let me, I'll give you a little bit of background and then we can discuss. So, what begins Sunday morning as an exciting novelty, six inches of snow in central Texas, has dissolved over the week into something more sinister. Four million Texans are now without power, many of them unable to drive on roads, covered in ice and made impossible by snowfall. Food is running low. Cities and towns have issued notices to boil water, and some people have resorted to melting snow in bathtubs as they have lost water completely. Uh, Some Democrats are uh, seeing a political opportunity in Texas misfortune, have been quick to answer and assign blame. Beto O'Rourke went on MSNBC to bash Governor Abbott and state GOP leaders for not investing in the weatherization of pipelines and wind turbines, as if that's something Texans would have agreed to pay for in a state that rarely has freezing temperatures. A work under... Undeterred by the complexity of the crisis, simply declared we are nearing a failed state in Texas because those impositions of public trust have failed us. Not wanting a ca- catastrophe, I can't talk today, <laughs> to get a waste, uh, AUSC weighed in on Twitter with this helpful insight on Wednesday. The infrastructure failures in Texas are quite literally what happened when you don't pursue a Green New Deal. Which that one, we'll talk more, that one, LOL. Uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Paskey also jumped in reacting to claims from some Republicans that an over-reliance on renewables like wind and solar made Texas power grid less reliable, which it did. Paskey claimed that no, it was failures in coal plants and natural gas pipelines that caused grid failure in Texas, a line that's been repeated far and wide in the corporate press. So let's talk about what really happened. The vast majority of our fossil fuel power plants continue running smoothly, just as they do in a far colder climate and rarely freezes, unlike wind turbines that might be specially outfitted to handle extreme cold. It appears that ERCOT, Texas grid operator, was caught off guard by how soon demand began to exceed supply. Failure to institute a managed rolling blackout before the grid frequency fell to dangerously low levels meant some plants had to shut off to protect their equipment. This is likely why so many power plants went offline, not because they had failed to maintain operations in cold weather. Policy, and these are some of the policy recommendations from Jason Isaac of the Texas Public Policy Foundation, and he was a four-term Texas House member. Uh, First thing, they should require all electric generation to be dispatchable or readily available, meaning generators guaranteed a certain amount of power will be available at all times. No more should we tolerate wind turbines pumping out a measly 2% of their capacity and leaving Texas families in the cold. Second, they should end subsidies for public renewable traditional energy sources. Research by Texas Public Policy Foundation explains extensively the problems of energy subsidies, including distorting markets without improving technology or shifting our energy landscape in the slightest. Rather than wasting tax dollars trying and failing to pick winners and losers, lawmakers should allow the free market to work. 
Finally, they should work to discourage the discriminatory practice of environmental, social, and government's investing, which prioritizes political correctness over fiduciary duty and places workers and retirees' futures at risk. Texas and several other states will file legislation soon to prohibit companies that boycott or divest from fossil fuels from doing business with the government. It's a good start to ensure this energy discrimination campaign doesn't infiltrate state pensions and investments. Whew. That was a lot. So, essentially, the Dems are blaming it on um, coal-fired power plants, which doesn't make any sense because coal-fired power plants are meant to work in um, cold weather. They're also blaming, saying that Texas did not prepare their wind turbine and solar panels um, with what would happen with this one in a hundred year storm. And I, I mean, I don't really see them paying for it. But instead of like pointing, like they're just pointing fingers and not actually doing something to make the problem better. Yeah, like, so I'm not going to pretend like I understand um, this climate stuff. I'm not going to pretend like I understand turbines or generators or I barely understand why it snows. I'm just joking. (laughs) I don't like that it snows. That's what it really is. But anyway, um, but I I definitely think that um, the best way I do understand how to solve a problem and it's to come up with solutions. It's not to blame people. I think that time for blame will be better when there aren't children dying. So there's been, I saw on the news today, there's been 10 people who died so far. So I think now is not the time to blame. Now is not the time to um, come up, uh, now is the time to come up with solutions. Now's the time to, I mean, this state, which it was, I mean, this has never happened yeah watching the news I like texted some of my friends I want to say it was like what's today Friday maybe like Wednesday after and I was like hey you guys I didn't realize that you guys are in this you guys are kind of struggling like how's everything and my friends like we're doing okay we're out of we're almost out of water we haven't had electricity and I'm like wait what like this is not it's not good. It's not normal. Something, it feels fishy not to, you know, be a conspiracy theorist. I don't necessarily think it was like planned or anything, but it's it just, it's not normal. It's not, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with the weather, you know? They don't um, get snow. I mean, no. it's very rare. And I think- It was the first time my friend that was 23, 22 years old had ever seen snow. Yeah. It was her first time. <laughs> and instead of like- Pointing fingers and focusing on Ted Cruz going on a planned vacation to Cancun. Right. Um, like they need like there needs to be something done. Like stop playing the blame game. You go down there and shovel the snow for crying out loud. If you're going to point fingers at people, you go do something. I will say the only good thing AOC is actually going down there, which I'm not. I'm like okay. Um, she's I don't really going, know. She's, she's no, she's flying and... down there. Okay, to go help. Apparently, she raised like a million dollars in like a day to go for like relief, and apparently they're going to help. Okay, I guess so... she's passing out water or something. But at least she's going to do something. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give her credit for that. I guess. Um, I think that she cares that she. Well, ca- rumor has nice. it she's planning on primary Schumer. 
in New York. That's where I've heard rumors about that. That is, and that might be why she's doing this to get media attention. Because wow, you, you also have to think. There, have you seen? Do you watch Friends? Uh, not really. Well, there's I, an episode oh. where Joey's like, "No good deed." Like, there's no um. There's no good, like, you're always, like, feel good doing, like, a good deed. Like, there's no, um, crap, what's the word? Like, essentially, like, if you're going to get, like, attention, like, she's going to get attention for it. Yeah. Like, she's literally documenting this whole thing on social media of her going down to Texas to help out and essentially pass out water and check in on people and check in on the ground workers there. That's interesting. Yeah. She eventually is going to run for president. Unfortunately. She's definitely going to run for president. And, you know, that I'll give her, I'll commend her. That's nice. I do think it it doesn't make as much sense because she has stuff going on in her own state. And she well, probably should own, be tending to. Her own governor literally put people in a nursing home. Like, he's under yeah. federal investigation that nobody's talking about. Like, yeah. she... Like, I mean, I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Like, he's literally getting in trouble for undercounting how many people died in nursing homes because he went and put COVID-positive patients into nursing homes, the least vulnerable population. Why isn't she talking about that? Why is she talking about Ted Cruz just taking his family down to New Mexico on a planned vacation? Why isn't she criticizing her own governor for killing people? Furthermore, Ted Cruz is federal. Yes, he has say in Texas, but really what's going on here in Texas, this is a state issue. This is the governor and the state government. That's who's focusing on it, not their U.S. senator. The U.S. senator represents Texas in the in D.C. Yeah. So really, like, she needs to be focusing in on crap that's going on up in new york and the mass exodus that's leaving her community up there yeah yeah and coming and ruining our cities but anyway that's beside the point um but yeah no i just don't understand like it my next thing is like whenever i ask people i'm like hey how can we help everybody's like oh no we're doing good we're doing good and but you know they're not really so when people and i'm like okay well is there a fund i can give to I really no, I've seen I want to sorry I'll chime in real quick apparently there's a lot of fake funds being set up right now and that's what the I'm money's like, not good in the right place like where's like oh, what how would my what I want to do I have friends that are in Texas that are kind of struggling how do I get them money not an organization I mean I could Venmo them but well, like I don't I'm even think regular people like where would it eat like yeah. Is the government, like, do you give money to the government and they give it, like, the million dollars? Here's what is that thing. going to? Here's the thing. I think we're at the point where the average person, like, they don't, I don't think it's money they need. Like, they're running out of food. They're running out of water. They need, I mean, they need supplies. Su- well, they need supplies. They need supplies from out of the state coming in. What they really need is people to get rid of the snow on the roads so the trucks can come in and refill the grocery stores. They yeah. need help getting the power plants back up. They need help because I know like what why they're having to boil water is because pipes have burst in the um waters How- water system, however you get your water. Yeah. Those have burst. So really what they need is people who have this whiz 
wisdom, I guess, has the like who do these jobs out of the state. It's like when power line workers go from like there's like if there's a big storm in like say Florida. I know like a bunch of power line workers from like North Carolina will travel all the way down to Florida. And that's kind of what we need is like, okay, people who actually work on like power plants, like we need kind of a mass exodus and head to Texas to go fix the power plants, fix the water situation. Yeah. Um, yeah maybe that's what you donate to is those people to give them uh-huh. like gas money, food and whatnot. But what we need is just the ability to just get in there and help. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, a million dollars what is she gonna do with that a million dollars like probably get a campaign account wouldn't be surprised yeah because like i i don't know i just i don't like that i I don't like i've been very weary lately i've been very not cynical i mean not weary cynical is the right word i've been very cynical when i see these like gofundmes not because i don't want to help people like if i know someone personally have a gofundme if i have the money nine times out of ten i'll at least do five dollars at the very least um but these just random ones I just don't understand and you know not to another GoFundMe that I just thought was very interesting and you know is the Gorilla Glue girl she had a GoFundMe and I'm like oh no she needed it to get the surgery done because I don't think she could like she's like a hairdresser he did it for free he did it he did it for free and for the clout obviously now he has tons of maybe she didn't know that at the beginning maybe I don't know I just that was weird to me too like why I don't know I just these GoFundMe's for things like I really and that's why I'm gonna say it again and I say it all the time if you get one thing from Mallory other than uh life being the conception and abortion is murder I want the third thing I want you to get is your local government matters that's why I think your local and state government the things that are going on and you're at like at home and you're precinct your area that is what matters because like those are the people who can really help right now like we can't I mean I can't help I I want to help I want to do something I offered I was like talking to my friend I was like I don't have much money I can Venmo you she said I mean I can't even get to the bank like I can't do anything well I'm sorry like I'll pray you I can call you right now we can pray I don't know what else yeah so it's, it's I it's, guess maybe send generators situation. down, blankets. Um, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if, but, exactly. People. I don't even know if they're going to be able to get into the state. And like by the That's time, why like, our state government. This is where yeah. government, like you know, this is where this is it, when it comes. Yeah. it's needed. Exactly. <laughs> so like this is like I mean, you can like the media can complain all they want about Ted Cruz, and I've told you this: the only reason why they focus on him is because they know he's running for president twenty four. That mm-hmm. is why they're doing that. They're already attacking him. They're already criticizing him because Mm -hmm. he's running for president and he literally has no jurisdiction over this like he can do what he can to get federal money down he can but honestly like i think that's through biden like he can do what he can to lobby biden to get money down to do a state of emergency but i mean there's not much he can do this is where your state and local governments get going like yes. this is when they come in here like ted cruz has no jurisdiction technically, really. he has no jurisdiction technically he has ways to get pulls from people in dc and honestly he could have done that in cancun like they're and- not even they're not even meeting in person like i don't think he would have like it's not like him and biden just shake hands like it doesn't like they can do this over zoom they don't need to be there in person 
And so um, something that I feel like everybody's forgetting, his wife and daughter, like if, I don't get it. Like his wife and daughter wanted, his wife and daughters wanted to go. So like, go. I, I, yeah. I, like if it were me, I'd be like, all right, babe, I'll see you. Like, I'm going to go. It's cold. I want to be somewhere warm. Like I just, that aspect. Oh, well, this is where understand. the left has forgotten. We can think for ourselves. Yeah. We don't need someone telling us what to do. We can think for ourselves. We can make our own decisions. This whole COVID-19 thing, the left has forgotten. We as individual Americans can make our own decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, like, if that was my husband, I'd be like, babe, it's cold. We have the means. We have the ability. We have the access. Let's get up out of here. Like, (laughs) what is he going to do? Like, I mean, yeah, he can organize, maybe organize volunteers, but they can't even get supplies in. That's what I'm like. That is what's blowing my mind. So, okay. So next question, I'm kind of ignorant on this topic, but I don't know if you would know. Um, Isn't FEMA, aren't they supposed to come down and help? Like, don't we have? I think so. Why haven't they? I think the The National Guard. Yeah, I guess. I think the next step would be, I don't know if Governor Abbott's declared a state of emergency, but he would declare it and, well, I think he would declare it and then you'd go to Joe. I know somehow Joe Biden declares it as well. And Joe Biden can send federal money down. I think the governor has to declare a state of emergency and then Biden will be like, okay, yes, agreed state of emergency. Let me send federal money and National Guard down. People, but that hasn't happened, I don't think. People have died. And at the end of the day, Texans, whether the infrastructure was ready for this, Texans were not ready for this. Like, people, this is unprecedented. People were not prepared. Okay, I so I will say, I'll rewind. Okay, five days ago, they announced that the White House has issued federal emergency declaration for Texas. Okay. So they have received it, but I don't think... It, but it feels like nothing's changed. It feels like it's been the same since Sunday. Except so for the it's fact mass, that have- sorry, it's mass care and sheltering is what it says. I mean, mm. they, I don't, I think the issue is no, like no tractor trailers can get in with like food yeah. and water. Like that's the issue. Like, yeah, I don't know why, maybe because it keeps snowing, but like, why has, why haven't they cleaned up the roads? yeah be able to- that's what i'm not understanding but then my other thing too it's like how is aoc able to fly in and how is ted cruz able to fly out that's a very like, good if point the, if, if, all they're, the- if yeah. they're able to drive and if planes are able to take off like believe me if there's ice on the runway that plane's not leaving that's a very good point. Maybe they have like pride. Well, no, because somebody followed him all the way up to the counter. Some of that stuff, like I feel bad for him, but I'm not gonna lie. Some of it's funny. Like they got him on the way back from Cancun and he just looked really like no, he was no, down no. Bad. I, well, yeah, because I guess he flew there, dropped them off, and came home. Yeah, he came right back, which I mean, that's fine. I'm just, and you know, I hope. Someone said it was very Marie Antoinette of him to go, which I think is very dramatic. And I hope I'm not sounding that way. But like, if I had the money and I had the ability and it's cold and I have children and I want to get out of that situation. Okay, hold on. I'll I'll stop. 
I'll stop you there real quick. Let's talk about all the celebrities and influencers that have traveled in the middle of COVID-19 because they have the means and access to travel in the middle of COVID-19. Nobody's complaining about that, but God forbid when a Republican does it, right? the world is over. And like, they're calling for him to resign. And I'm like, okay, so he should resign. So he should resign over this, but you're not calling for Governor Cuomo to resign. But gosh darn it, he gets a Emmy for his COVID nineteen updates, yeah. which he failed and messed up on. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, I just oh. Yeah, I. They've lost it's their a minds. Hot mess. Yeah. Is, yeah. Mm. All right. Anything else on this? <laughs> it's just, I. No, I mean, I just we're praying for y'all out yes, in Texas. Definitely. Um, let us know if any way we can help you personally. Um, I have been made aware that because I offered to send my friend like money over Venmo Cash App, she's like, I can't even get to the so I've been made aware that's not an effective way. I don't understand like what a million dollars from AOC is going to do, so I'm not going to help in that aspect. But if you guys know any way to help or anything like that, please reach out. We put it in our store and we'll put it in the group and everything too. If there's like legitimate fun, GoFundMe's that are like maybe paying people to clear the roads or paying gas. Yeah. I will or say, I'll add in to that real quick. The Skinny Confidential on her um, Instagram story, she lives in Austin and she's provided a lot of really good nonprofits you can donate to and reach out to for assistance, help, um, d- ways to donate, get involved. So I would yeah. check out her Instagram stories. Okay. Yeah. So um, right. our final story is brought to you in part of TPC Online Marketing. Everyone tells their kids never post anything on social media they would not want their grandma to be proud of. Ask yourself, do you have a strategy that represents your business or have you been swamped with the millions of duties business owners are consumed with daily? We can help take the stress off of you and ensure your business is something your grandma is proud of. TPC Online Marketing helps your business or your political campaign excel online by having a 21st century media strategy through website design, personalized branding, copywriting, press releases, and social media strategy, photography, videography, and podcasting. Go to tpconlinemarketing.com to schedule your free consultation. Tell them those other girls sent you. So our last story is... um, this one made me LOL. I'm not going to lie. Kendall Jenner faces accusations of cultural appropriation after releasing her own tequila brand this week. So Kendall Jenner announced Tuesday that she's releasing a tequila brand. Some social media users are accusing her of cultural appropriation. Here is what one Twitter user has to say. Something about Kendall Jenner making tequila rubs me the wrong way. Like the idea of white <laughs> celebrities taking from local Mexican artisans and profiting off of our traditions and agricultural business, yet only visit Cabos and Puerto Vallatar for vacation spots. Other social media users are confused by the backlash to Jenner's announcement, citing several other non-Mexican celebrities who have come out with tequila brands in the recent past, um, include but not limited to George Clooney, Nick Jonas, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. LOL. Um, that's my first reaction. It's LOL. Alcohol. Okay, if I come out with wine, am I being cultural appropriate 
a cultural appropriate to like French Italy. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Or like vodka is vodka. Vodka, uh, yes, Russian. Am I yeah. cultural appropriate to Russia? Like it's alcohol, guys. <laughs> like alcohol. I just the thing is, it's a Jenner, or as someone called her a Kenner because Kardashian Jenner. Yeah, she's a Kenner. So, like, that's why people are upset. I don't think, I think if it was just some rando, even if it was, like, a rando conservative, it wouldn't have gotten as much attention. Do you I think, think also, well, I mean, her family's pretty conservative, too. Do you think, too, it's because she's female? Like, they, like, others, like, George Clooney, Nick Jonas, The Rock, they're all men. Do you well, think it's because she's female and because, like, her family, like, I mean, she's, Yeah. I don't honestly think it's female because um, Tia from Sister Sister has wine. Caitlin Bristol, who, for those that like The Bachelorette, that's the only girl I know from there because <laughs> she's like on other podcasts I listen to, um, has a wine. Um, but it's wine. The Curdies have a wine. I feel like people associate that like with women, it's wine. Oh, you mean okay? So you, because she oh, did a tequila uh, brand, like yeah, okay, maybe. I mean, my I maybe because people, I feel like people associate hard liquors with men. It's a menly drink. Yeah, maybe. I think more than anything, it was just because she's a a kenner. But you know, I guess that is a good point. I've never, I can't think of anybody that does like hard liquor. That's a woman. Mm-hmm. So maybe. Maybe there were men who were like, she shouldn't be doing this. She should be doing because when you think of wine, honestly, when I think of wine, I think of kind of like dainty, like casual, like drinking, sipping. I think of women. I don't really think of men. When I think, yeah, of I want to think of hard liquor. To be honest, I think of like wild college frat guys that I knew, or uh, like sipping on a glass of gin or yeah like i like and like tequila too like i think yeah Yeah. oh yeah and like tequila like you think of like margaritas and like all this stuff and it's like i I think of women when i think of margaritas yeah but i think of texas (laughs) i also think of um not that i anyway i also think of at this there was a liquor store that we used to go people I knew went to in undergrad and they had a sugar skull that was really beautiful and it was a tequila and like people mm. that I knew that drank from it said it was really really good so when we I would have that because you see oh yeah you're a pirate too like you yeah, were pirates, pirates. Yeah. and so like people would like drink that at like tailgates at games yeah and then like you like, keep fancy. it as like a souvenir type thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like yeah so I think of that and like that's not I don't think of like a bunch of girls drinking I think of like guys kind of showing off so I guess you're right maybe it is um yeah, I don't Maybe know. I just it thought it was is. interesting, like that the list of like other celebrities you have done, it's all men. Yeah. And like, I mean, besides The Rock, like both George Clooney and Nick Jonas are white men. But you don't hear anyone complaining about them. Like even like Thomas Rhett, who's a country singer, just came out with his own tequila. And nobody he did? that's mm-hmm. interesting. And nobody like t- said he was culturally appropriating anyone. Also and he too- literally just came out like two weeks before Kendall did. That's interesting. That is interesting. Also, too, I will say this with them, 
I mean, they, everybody thinks, not everybody, but like the people that think cultural appropriation is this big, awful, evil thing, they think that the Kardashian Jenners are the biggest culprit. So Mm. maybe it was like one of those things where they were like looking for something. You know what I mean? Why do you think that? Like, why do they say that? um, Well, they say for a number of things, like, I know that they have a problem with almost all of them have dated, well, have had children with black men Mm -hmm. um, about like the hairstyle braids things about sometimes some of the language that they use is considered like, um, what is it called now? A-A-V-E or something like that. Ave, Ave, I probably should know that's bad. Um, but things like that, like they consider them or like the, the big thing is like they take from black culture and then they spin it around. Like, for example, I just remember, I will say like, I don't necessarily think it's like anything to write home about, but I do remember when she got, uh, Kim Kardashian got corn rolls and a magazine said, Oh, Kim is doing this new thing and name. Oh, I remember else. that now. I remember thinking, mm, that's been around that's a little interesting like i don't think it's anything to like get all upset over you, with the corn rolls would i mean in your opinion do you think it is cultural appropriation or so i don't really believe in cultural appropriation because i feel like take. that's what i don't quite understand it's like okay it's i hair. think when you dress up as like a native american for halloween like i kind of get that being cultural appropriation like i get that a little bit but i also feel like it's also cultural celebration too. Like, yeah, like looking at like this culture is trying to make trends. Yeah, like I don't, I just like I don't necessarily think. So, for example, you know what? Let me word it this way. I don't think you can appropriate hair. I think hair is just hair. Like, if you decide mm-hmm. to do a style, it's just a style. It does not matter. I guess I kind of get like if I went and bought ceremonial robes and then I like went to a party, got like crazy drunk, threw up and then like, you know, committed a sexual action wearing them. That would be wrong. Like, I agree. That's wrong. Um, But I just like hair. I just don't think it's just hair like I don't if you want to do your hair like that I mean honestly for those listening and you're white getting braids like that is awful for your hair just because your hair isn't meant to do that yeah like it just it dreads all that stuff it destroys your hair like it would not be a good idea for you to do it um but and that's also, why I think you shouldn't <laughs> well I think also needs to be like the Kardashians bad. are te- technically Middle Eastern like they're Armenian they're not your yeah they're not european white yeah i think so okay the people that so from my understanding well okay well i think it's i don't think the jenners are i think the kardashians are right the jenners are just straight up american white um because i think it's from their dad the robert kardashian okay right um so People that care about that stuff make comments such as what matters is how you present. So though when they have tans, it's like, okay, you're clearly not just white. When they don't, 
I can definitely see, oh yeah, they're just white. So like, and I'm not saying that's okay. I'm just saying like, that's just the mindset of the people that um, are behind it. So I don't, that's why I think they have a big, they make a big deal when they do certain things, when they like get lip injections, when they change their butt, this isn't that. Cause they, to them, all they see is just like a white person. They don't necessarily see like, oh, this, they actually have like another ethnicity, another part of their culture, I guess, inside mm-hmm. of them that sounds weird but y'all know what I mean um so I think that's why they get all up in arms I just think that personally I just think like well two things is my problem or like my why I don't necessarily believe in like cultural appropriation at least in the way that it's talked about in society today is because the biggest reason is because I think that like we give people thought bubbles that's the same thing like when let's say so for example when I was in China I bought a dress um I went to the shop and it was they were so sweet um the lady grabbed my boobs and was like oh you have huge it was really weird (laughs) other than that it was so sweet that I'm I chalked it up to just cultural I guess you just grab people's body parts culturally it made me uncomfortable but once we got past that they were so sweet helping me find a dress you look beautiful oh you're so pretty you know doing all that stuff I want to wear that dress and do a photo shoot but I'm not gonna lie I'm kind of nervous because I just don't want a bunch of people saying stuff I think that the thing is like I'm not I'm wearing the dress because it's cute and I think I look cute there's nothing more extra to that and I think that when we start canceling people when we get mad at people we're putting thought bubbles we're giving we're saying people have bad intentions when they don't or more than anything when we don't even know if they do and I think getting upset and like getting up in arms over things like that you're giving people thought bubbles and you're automatically thinking something negative about someone you have no idea and I think that has a lot to do with like a lot of cancel culture things that are going on today I mean even with the whole um, bachelorette thing, bachelor, bachelorette thing going on, you know, we haven't gotten into that. And and I don't necessarily want to get into that, but like with the whole situation happening, like a lot of times people just, we don't know what people's intentions are. We don't know things. We're giving people thought bubbles. And if, someone's your friend if someone's someone you care about I don't understand why you have to automatically think the worst or the negative about it now obviously there's going to be some things if I were to wear so I also have a dress uh an abaya that I got when I was in Oman if I were to wear that and then like say something terrible about um Allah and then like you know burn it okay yeah that's clearly there's bad intentions like there's obvious stuff But if I were to go to a festival, if I were to do a photo shoot, if I were just like to, it's a long dress. If I need to go somewhere, I need a long dress. It's a long dress and it's really pretty. If I were to wear it, why is, why would you automatically assume that's cultural appropriation, you know? So I think that the biggest thing is we give people thought bubbles. We put people's thoughts in people's heads that have nothing to do with us. I mean, that has nothing to do with them. It has 100% to do with us. To me, I mean, it's kind of talking about, like, how to claim, like, the Kardashians, like, so essentially it's cultural appropriations, but aren't 
wouldn't you just say they're influenced by the culture? Like, what is wrong with that? Can't you be influenced by someone's culture? Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. And, uh, like, are they not... If I've... Butts, let's be honest. I don't think any of them have their original butts anymore. So if I see someone with a nice butt and I have the money, I have the time, the resources, and I guess I have... uh the want to do it why can't I just I admire it why can't I do it too like I just don't understand the hair I think like I said uh white hair is not meant to get braids but if you see someone with braids and you're like that is the best thing I've ever seen in my life I just really want it then why not do it just I don't if you admire it that's why people are doing it they're not doing it to make fun of you they're doing it because they think it's cool because they are they want to be like you like right. it's like what happens when there's I mean there's trends every year when right. it comes to fashion like why can't that be why is that not okay yeah I don't get it I just I also when you're kind of getting back with the Kardashians like all of, most of their kids um all of them except for Courtney's <laughs> Courtney's had what well, you had with a African-American man what if they're just trying to make their kids feel beautiful? That's a very good point, too. And being proud of their background and their culture. That's a very good point, too. I don't know if that's it, but that's a good point. I think they're just doing it because it looks good and they're like, hey, I want to look good. But yeah, they that could be something to do with it for sure. But here's the other thing, too. I don't know. I yeah, I don't know either. I can't. We're we're making speculations. Yeah, I don't know, I, and I can't be mad at them either way because I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. I mean, if I influence one of our viewers to read more, is that <laughs> cultural appropriation? Because <laughs> I enjoy reading. I enjoy learning. Just because I do something, and they want to do it too, because they look up to me. They like what I'm doing. Like you know, that's another thing. Here's another. Uh, cultural appropriation question people who are just black like black americans like myself if we wear a dashiki is that cultural appropriation i don't know what that is oh okay it's that it's i'll show you a picture it's like um the i don't know how to describe it it's like an african shirt oh oh oh, yes yes i know what you're talking about yeah that's a good point like because my college roommate was south african and, like, when her family came for graduation, they, like, decked out in it for graduation. But they, and that's, like, their, tra- I guess, a celebration. I don't remember exactly yeah. why. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I wore one, would that be cultural appropriating? Is it? I don't know. I mean, technically, your ancestors is. go back to, like. Yeah, but that's not my culture. Ago. But that's yeah. not my culture. That's you know, point. like, it's. If people from, I'm trying to think of a country that doesn't wear jeans. Back in the day when jeans were a big deal okay, to okay. wear in Russia. Uh, hold on, I'll make okay. a point. Bridgerton, a lot of people are now dressing up in like 18th century attire from that the Regency era. Is I that culture that. appropriation? <laughs> that Good question. Are we appropriating, or not we, I would love to be part of the we one day. Are they appropriating, what is that, 1800s? Yeah, 1800s, 1812 English dress. 
yeah is that is that appropriation like, that's what i mean like what's the line once again we're not like if you are wearing an indian headdress and then go and do something completely disrespectful to see and that's where like, i'm kind of like okay i get the whole like because i don't want you dressing up as a slutty slutty catholic nun i yeah. like I'm, I'm catholic like i don't that makes me feel uncomfortable yeah um i mean yeah or like cultural the, appropriation like that's a good or remember when um the theme at the met gala was like catholicism you remember that a couple years ago yeah it was weird that was weird was that culture appropriation like it's just I, like, I, like I, okay i'm not a fan i'm not uh, i get it if it's like a halloween costume like i kind of see where some of that can be kind of on a, a line but if it's just kind of like a fashion trend right i just yeah i don't know i don't know I don't know. What do y'all think? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. I know. We, I mean, we don't know the answer. Like, we don't think what Kendall Jenner is like a cultural appropriation. No, like, that... I, like okay, it would be like essentially. I mean, how many chefs are there that are in the back of like, I don't know, an Italian restaurant, but they're not Italian, right? It's yeah. like that concept. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like. Yeah, it's only, I mean, not only, but, like, the main reason is because she's a kenner. I mean, they get jumped down their throats for any and everything, and this just happens to be one of the anything. Yeah. Well, did you see that Kim and Kanye, or Kim yes. Balfour, divorce? So sad. I wanted. I can't believe it. I know. I'm kind of I surprised. I'm surprised, too. I really thought they would laugh. So, okay. So I'm surprised, but then again, I'm not only because Kanye really does seem to have be going toward being traditional and being a mm. Christian, and that just won't mesh with the Kardashian brand. Yeah, being a Christian- I know he's also has dealt with a lot of like mental health issues too, and I could I- see that being challenging. See, I. I don't feel like I'm sure it's challenging, but they would divorce over that. No, 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 I, not that at all. But I'm just yeah. saying, like, I don't know. I mean, I think there's more there to the story. Oh yeah, and I'm sure it's going to play out. On yeah, Kim and apparently, yeah, and apparently they have been living in separate houses for like a year now. Yeah, they've been technically separated for a year and like kept that on the DL. Yeah, and that's why I think it's about. um religion and politics because i mental health would work well with their brand religion and politics doesn't mm. work with their brand but she was also adamant and working with like the trump administration on criminal justice reform it wasn't just kanye kim did it too right right but i mean if he's gonna be preaching about i mean if he's gonna be you know rapping about how jesus is king and yeah, about that's true. i mean his wife can't be nude on the, the gram like that's just not yeah <laughs> but and she can't not be nude on the gram how else is she gonna do her thing you know what i mean like sell her skims yeah how is she gonna sell her skims if she's not nude what every once skims? in a while it's just like um is it like spandex spandex yeah it's just spandex oh okay yeah yeah so like it just doesn't mesh i honestly i think it just doesn't mesh well with the brand i think the if it was just the mental health because it think... worked when he was a famous rapper mm-hmm. and a bad boy rapper yeah that's mm-hmm. a good point 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if he's going to be talking about Jesus, if he's going to change his life, if he's going to change his lifestyle, the, I think I remember she was on somebody's show and she said, yeah, Kanye said he didn't want me wearing this, but I said him straight or something like that. And I heard was that. It I was it she did that David Letterman interview? No, this was okay, one. This it, was either the, it was either The View or it was the, um, what's that other one that used to be good? And the Real. It was either the view or the real. Um, she was talking, or it might have even been the talk, just one of those talk shows with women. And she's like, I said him straight. <laughs> and when she said that, I was like, yikes. And that was like a year, over a year ago, she said that. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I feel like that. When was his big, like, Jesus is King concert? Is that like a year ago? That was over a year ago because I tried to show matt that chick-fil-a song and he's like not into rap and i thought he'd like it because it said chick-fil-a and he was like so unimpressed and mm. i was like i don't i'm yeah because i guess because they technically been separated for a year so maybe it was around that time they separated yeah that's a good point yeah i really think it's all because and you know i respect her from a business standpoint oh i sense- respect them from a business standpoint like they have literally turned their family from a no-namer to a multi-billion dollar brand not and only like that. the whole family like each person has their own brand like it's yeah so, it's impressive and not only that something that i read this in an article and it stuck with me and it's i've been trying to figure out how to do this myself she turned her life into profit She's literally, nobody else really can say that just because they're alive, they're making money. Like she wakes up and because she breathes, she makes money. Like there's people who go out. Yeah, I put in the work. I do da 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 da. And I'm not saying she doesn't put in the work. Oh, and they did. Absolutely. They absolutely. I mean, you, we all know that meme. If you had a business that you cared about, then you, yeah, we all know that. They literally like like, everything just sells. Yeah. She, her life is the product like that i mean that's goals right there just like every second she's making money because it's being sold every second every second of things that she's doing is making money and you know i'm not saying that just because like oh mallory wants to be rich because i don't necessarily i have no desire to be a billionaire because i just have personal actually let me back up if i had the opportunity to be a billionaire i probably would but i'm saying this because like at the end of the day, money buys security. Also, too, money buys generational wealth. Also, too, money buys opportunities to help other people. The One of the best ways to help other people, like when you go to any nonprofit gala or dinner or whatever, they go, thank you so much. We have volunteer opportunities. We have this opportunity. And to be honest, there's an envelope on your table. Please fill this out because we need money. Well, they can't do any, they can't function without money. Right. How amazing would it be to go, for example, to a pregnancy resource gala, just out of the blue and write like a $100,000 check and just give it to them casually, like, here you go. And then like, you know, just imagine like how excited the people would be like, oh my gosh, we could, this is so great. We can help X amount of people. We can da, 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 da. Like imagine randomly being um, like matching you uh get like uh you take your family out for dinner and the tab is like four hundred dollars because you're filthy rich and then um doubling that as a tip for a random waiter like imagine being able to do that type of stuff like yeah they can do that yeah i can't yet 
Yeah. Well, they can do that. I would love to. Well, right now, since we can't do that, we'll just donate our time. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is our greatest resource right now. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. And like, I'm grateful to be able to do that. And I do. I let me tell you, half the stuff I do, y'all, is pretty much for free. So, I mean, well, we need to wrap it up. Oh, we do. We're like over an hour. Yikes. Okay. Well, thanks everybody for listening. (laughs) Sorry, these have been going over an hour. We just had a lot to talk about. Yeah, Um, it's just a lot's gone on this week. Yes, absolutely. So please don't forget to donate to the podcast. When you donate to the podcast, you are really helping us um, pay for the myriad of things we need to pay for that was going to help expand the podcast and get this podcast. Get our messaging out. Yes, to help reach other girls because we're all in this together and our biggest thing is we just want to reach so many other people. You guys are Um, complaining about fake news and how their public messages that gets out. Donate to our podcast so we can get that message out. Bingo. Bingo. Um, Sign up for a virtual summit. The only way you can win some of our cool giveaways is if you sign up. So you need to be signed up. All right, y'all. All All right. Good night. Bye, Bye. guys. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram at Those Other Girls Podcast and on Twitter at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.